Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. The principle of unbroken focus. And the principle of unbroken focus states that God allows you to go through your season of seasoning, not only to sharpen and strengthen your focus, but to see where your heart lies. That's why he allows, uh, you know, he, he, he wants, he, 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 there's a gap between that prom- the time of the promise and the manifestation of the promise. God allows you to go through your season of seasoning, not only to sharpen your focus, not only to strengthen your focus, but also to make sure he knows where your heart is lying. Because there are many people who can say, yes, I'll follow God, I'll follow God, if the promise is answered immediately. Yes, they will say, I'll follow God, I'll follow God, when things work out very well. But when there is a delay, when the child is not coming, when the job is not going very well, when Things are not shaping up the way you expect it to shape up. Are you still going to remain standing? Are you still going to continue to believe the Almighty God? Are you still going to continue to trust Him? Are you still going to continue to hold on to Him? Will you still continue to show up in church? Will you still continue to pray? Will you still continue to read the scripture? Will you still continue to do what you have been doing before you receive the promise? Because the Lord is making up, the Lord is saying that the time that I'm giving you the promise and the manifestation of that promise, that is the period when I want to see, are you more interested in the things that I want to give you or are you more interested in falling in love with me? So that is why there is that gap. And if you are going to survive the gap between those two periods, you have to be focused on what is most important. God allows you, allows your season of seasoning because he wants to know if your attention is towards the right thing. He wants to know if you are not going to be distracted by the noise of the world. Somebody will say, oh, you've been going to church. What happens? After all, you have been praying for this particular job. Or you have been praying for this particular miracle. And you are going to church. Nothing is happening. Why don't you try this other way? Why don't you do this other way? You are hearing all sorts of voices trying to distract you. The Lord is just watching and saying, what will he do? What will he do? Will he continue to walk or will he stand? Will he continue to believe me or will he believe a lie? Will he continue to align himself with me or will he align himself with the devil? The Lord is watching you and saying, he wants to see. Are you going to be distracted by the noise that you are hearing? That is the principle of unbroken forward. Why does he, why does the almighty God do that? Why does God allow you to look at you and see where your eyes are? One of the things you must understand is that God knows that if you are going to survive the season of your seasoning, your focus must be unbroken. If you are going to move from where you are to where you need to be, your focus must be single. If you are going to see the realization of his promises in your life, you cannot be looking here and looking there. You cannot be putting one hand here and putting one hand there. You have to make up your mind. Do you want to stand with him or do you want to move around and go somewhere else? That is why the Lord allows those kind of things. Surviving your season of seasoning requires unbroken focus. And the question this morning is what are we talking about when we talk about focus? When we're saying focus, what are we referring to? Why is it necessary that you must keep your focus in that particular trying time? Why is it necessary? Number one, the thing when we say focus, focus is the ability to begin a particular task. 
and to maintain your attention and effort until that particular task is completed. I think it was Dr. Mark Murdoch who said that Christians fail because of broken focus. A lot of people fail because they are not able to maintain what they have started. Students are not able to pass in school because they just cannot focus. People are not able to make progress in their career because they cannot focus. Their marriages are scattered, marriages are destroyed because people cannot concentrate and focus on what is important. Our work with God is unstable and is inconsistent because of lack of focus. Focus is the ability to begin a particular task. Either start a job, start a relationship, start an investment, begin to develop a career, begin to develop a particular habit, begin to build up your exercise. Focus is the ability to begin a task and maintain attention and efforts until that task is done. It is not for the race. The race is not for the person that started it's not whether you started the journey. That's not the most important thing. The most important thing is that you complete the task. There are so many people who went to college but never graduated. There are so many people who started business but they never saw the business died. Is it because they were, they were not smart? No. Many of these people are smart. Many of these people are sharp as, how do you call it? Is it sharp as a cookie or sharp as whatever you call it? Sharp as whatever they call it. Uh-huh. They are very, very sharp guys. But the problem is that as long as you cannot maintain focus, as long as you cannot sustain what you started, as long as you cannot have the discipline to continue to work at something until you see the result, you see that failure will follow. And that is why you find out that a lot of people do a lot of things. A lot of people have good intentions. A lot of people have a lot of nice and wonderful, grandiose ideas. But those things don't see the light of day because of broken focus. In other words, focus is that which helps an individual to pay attention in the midst of distraction. Because there are so many things that will whisper into your ears. So many things that will tell you this is the easiest way. This is the shortcut. This is the step you're supposed to take. These are the things that you're supposed to do. Focus is that which helps an individual to pay attention in the midst of distraction and setback. And that same thing called focus is what sustains your effort and your energy to reaching your goal. Because as long as you continue to look, as long as you continue to see, as long as you continue to stay focused on the Lord, that the Lord God Almighty, that is when you begin to have the strength to continue to pursue. When God tells you this is what I want to do in your life, when God begins to open your eyes to see the revelation of the things that he wants to accomplish in your life, in your family, through you, and in your career, in our church, the focus is what, focus is what, is, is that, is, is, is the thing that helps you to pay attention to pursuing that promise. The Lord said it's going to move you from where you are to where you need to be. Until focus is that thing that helps you to be able to fo- to be able to pursue that thing. It is focus that sustains your effort at pursuing the fulfillment of your promise of the promise of God. It is focus that gives you the energy to reach for that goal. So why is it necessary for you to focus when there is a gap between the period when you receive the promise and when you see the manifestation? Why is it necessary for you to 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 to, to be focused? Look at the book of Philippians chapter three. Philippians chapter 3, we're reading from verse number 13. Paul the Apostle was writing to the Philippian Christian, and he said, Not as though I have already attained, neither were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which I am also apprehended of Christ. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press to the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Why is focus necessary 
when you are going, when you are between the period of the promise and the period of the manifestation. Why is it necessary to have that focus? Number one reason why it is necessary for you to have that focus is because focus allows you to have what is what I refer to as correct assessments. In other words, are you, am, I, am, I, am I staying correctly in the lane that God wants me to be? When you are focused, you are able to assess correctly. Bible tells us in that particular Philippians, it says, not that so I have already attained, neither were already perfect. Paul the Apostle is saying, because I am focused on the Almighty God, I can see myself that I've not gotten there yet. I can see myself that I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I can see myself that this God has still has a lot of work to do in my life. When you are focused, you know, this is what the Lord promised me and this is where I am right now. I know I am not there yet. Just like when I look at when I look at the church, I know the vision that it gave to me. I know what it told me about the growth of the church. I know what it revealed unto me. I know even before I left my home country, I know the revelations it gave me. And when I see this, I know that we are not there yet. Focus is what gives you correct assessments. It helps you to be able to judge where God is taking you and where you are right now. So that you know that you are not there yet. Why is focus necessary? Focus is necessary, number two, because it gives you the motivation to pursue. When you see what God has shown you, and you see where you are, and you know that this we are not there yet, it gives you the it gives you the motivation to keep on going. It gives you the motivation to say, yes, Lord, I want to see the manifestation of that promise. I want to see the fulfillment of that promise. It gives you the motivation to go. That's why focus is necessary. Focus is necessary because it preserves you to attain. In other words, it keeps you going. You begin to remember, this is the the vision he gave unto me. Last week I told you, the revelation he gave me said the vision is for an appointed time. Don't entirely wait for it because it surely come. The reason why we kept, I kept on believing in those years of isolation was because he gave me a clear revelation. It gives you, when you have focus, it gives you the power to attain. It gives you the power to preserve. The grace to continue to walk at the promise of the Almighty God. Paul the Apostle said that I may apprehend that for which I am apprehended of Christ. In other words, I might get the things that God has promised me. That's why focus is important. Focus is important because it helps you to ignore distraction. When your eyes are focused, you begin to ignore the stories that have been told concerning you. Yesterday, in one of our Yesterday in the, in, the, in the marriage program that we had, there was a couple that came and they gave testimony. And they were talking about the fact that they almost eight or nine years of uh, that they were married, I think, the eight or nine years when they were married, and there was infertility in that marriage. In other words, there was a lot of voices that were telling them. A lot of things were happening in their life, but they remained committed to that marriage. They remained focused. The voice of distraction they were able to blow out, and they were able to concentrate on the direction that their marriage was going. The point I'm making is that focus is necessary if you are ever going to be able to win and have the victory over distraction. Bible says when Peter was walking upon the water, for some reason, he let his focus on the Lord Jesus Christ to drift just for a second. And the Bible says he started sinking. Focus is important because you will be able to ignore and overcome distraction when your focus is clear. Number whatever we are in right now, but focus also uh, you know, gives you the energy to sustain. It gives you the energy to keep on going. Because you know where you are going. You know the promises that are waiting for you. You know the reward of getting to the end of the line. That is what focus does to you. Now, having seen all the benefits of why focus is necessary, the question is, what happens to you when your focus is broken? 
What happens to you when you are not able to keep the things, when you are not able to keep in sight the things, the promises of God? When you are not able to see what God has promised unto you? When you are no longer able to hear the voice of the Almighty God? When the, when the, the vision is now becoming blurry? When the goal is no longer, is no longer, is, is no longer right in front of you? What happened when focus is broken? Look at the book of Acts of the Apostles chapter 6. Acts of the Apostles chapter 6. We want to read from verse 1. The Bible says, Now in those days, when the numbers of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint among the Hebrews by the Hellenists, because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. Now, a little background in this verse. The Bible makes us to understand that the church of Jerusalem at that time was going through its own season of season. The Lord Almighty had promised them the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has come down during the days of Pentecost. The Lord has now started adding to the church every day those that will be saved. They were beginning to see the fulfillment of the promise of God for the establishment of the church of God upon the, upon the earth at that time. And right in the middle of that particular move of the Spirit of God, the focus of the church for some reason shifted. Just briefly, their focus shifted and they became distracted from the primary objective of ministry. And at that point in time, they began to start discriminating among themselves. They started serving some people and neglecting some people. And the question that well, the question is, what happened when that kind of focus is taken away in the life of an individual? What happened when that focus is broken in the family? What happens when that focus is broken in the church? What happens when we are not when we are no longer able to see? When we are not any longer able to concentrate on what the assignment that God has given unto us? From the verse of the scripture, you will see we see that when focus is broken, distraction becomes inevitable. In other words, when you no longer keep your eyes on the object, you begin to hear the voices that are around you. A man who is in love with his wife, everything is going on very well, and all of a sudden he starts listening to some boys when they go out, hanging out, and they start saying, oh, this is what we do, this is all the other thing we do. That is when you get home, and you see that the woman doesn't know how to cook anymore. That's when you begin to get home, and you see she doesn't know how to dress anymore. That's when you get home, you say this is what, you know, you start looking for what is not lost. When focus is broken, distraction is inevitable. You will be able to hear the voices you have not heard before. You'll be able to see the things you are not supposed to see before. The Bible told us that the garden, there was a fruit in the garden and the Lord gave a very strict instruction. The Lord said, do not touch out of this thing. They were focused on the instruction of the Almighty God. They were focused on the things that God wanted to do. They were focused in their relationship with the Almighty God and their fellowship with God. Until the day that that serpent showed up. And the day serpent showed up, David now began to whisper into the ears of Eve. And for a second at that point in time, the attention of Eve was distracted. And as soon as the attention of Eve was distracted, what you find is what we have here today. The mess that has been created. When your focus is broken, distraction is inevitable. You look at it when you are driving every day. You know how this thing is. You are driving easily to you are driving easily to work, and you are going kurukere, kurukere, kurukere. All of a sudden, the phone rang, and then you look. You know what happens? If you don't take time, if you are driving too close to the person in front of you, then it becomes an issue where you have to call the police. When focus is broken, 
distraction becomes inevitable. Number two, when focus is broken, neglect is certain. Because when you take your attention away, forget about people who are telling you that they can multitask. There is no way you can multitask. Your brain is designed to focus on one thing at a time. If you are saying you are multitasking, you are actually not paying attention to everything. You are only focusing at one point. You are only paying attention to one thing at a time. So when your focus on one thing is broken, there is a strong tendency, there is a strong possibility that you are going to neglect other things. It's just like when you have all of a sudden you are working on a particular project. You will find out that you cannot concentrate on everything at the same time. You will have to leave one for the other. When your focus is broken, in your work with the Almighty God, when your focus is broken, certain things will become neglected. Number three, when focus is broken, objective become compromised. Because you find out that you begin to, some other things begin to take the place of what you are supposed to be doing. Number four, when focus is broken, you begin to major in minor things. You begin to do the things that are not, your, your priority goes out of order. When focus is broken, purpose begins bound to wonder. Because you find that you are no longer, you are just wondering at this point in time. You are no longer, you are no longer directed. You are no longer concentrated. You are no longer moving in the direction you are supposed to go. When focus is broken, purpose is also aborted. Because you are no longer pursuing that which is important in your life anymore. You begin to leave things. You let things slide. And the reason why God has called you to himself may, if you don't take time, may become aborted. Now, these are the danger of a broken focus. Now, having seen that and knowing the serious pressure that comes upon the life of a man to be, to be called in different directions, the question now is, uh, you know, the question now is, how, who is the man or who is the woman? Who is the family or which particular church is able to stay focused between the time that they receive the promise of God and the time they see the manifestation of the promise of God? Who is that person that is, can stay focused? Number one, the man that can stay focused is the man who has received a clear vision from God. If you know what God has told you, regardless of what is going on around you, you know. The Bible says, I know who I have believed. That he is able to preserve that which I have committed into his hands. In other words, when you hear from the Almighty God, when the Lord speaks to you, the revelation is clear. The instruction is clear. What he has given, the promise is clear. When you receive a clear vision for, for of God's plan for your life, it is very, very, you know, it helps you to stay focused. So if you are going to stay focused, the first thing you want to make sure you get is a clear revelation from the Almighty God. Secondhand information can always be overturned. And that's why I tell people, when you, are, when you say you are born again, make sure you are truly born again. When you say you meet Jesus, make sure you truly meet the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if you meet the fake Jesus, or you meet the Jesus that somebody is telling you, or your, your testimony of the Almighty God is a testimony that came as a result of you listening to somebody else, not because of a direct encounter, I can assure you that the day will come that somebody more skillful, somebody more gifted, somebody who has a better oratory skill might come and turn your faith out of what you've already believed. But when you have that direct encounter with the Almighty God, when you have a clear revelation of the Almighty God, when you are met with the Lord Jesus Christ on a one-on-one -on -one basis, it becomes extremely difficult for people to pull you off. And you know, I always joke about this. I say, if I ate apple pie this morning, you can tell me how dangerous it is. 
You can tell me how much is going to clog my artery. You can tell me that it is not delicious. But when I ate apple pie this morning, the one that is well made, I know how delicious the thing is. You can tell me apple pie does not exist. That is your problem because I know I ate apple pie this morning. The same thing. If somebody tells you there is no God, but you have encountered God, they can talk from now till, till, till kingdom come. It doesn't change anything. You know who you met. Yeah. If you have received the miracle, if somebody says there's no longer miracle, you say, well, you can keep talking. You may not have it, but I have it because I've enjoyed the miracle. If God, if you are, if you are talking about this, oh, God doesn't answer prayer. Titan is not good. This one is not good. They can say whatever you want to say, but if you have had a personal encounter with the Almighty God in those areas, it becomes extremely difficult. Yeah. For somebody to overturn your faith. Yeah. So the man that will say focus is the man with a clear vision of God's plan and God's purpose for his life. Number two, the man that will stay focused is a man that realizes the existence of a distraction. Many people have made the Christian church, you know, they've made the Christian faith, you know, to become a laughing stock. By the way they behave and the way they act. They believe that once you come to church, you take your brain, you check it out. And then you act like a zombie or a moron. And they tell you stuff and you don't use your head anymore. The Christian faith is a very, very logical faith. It's a very consistent faith. It's a very empirical faith. It's either you be, you know, most of the things that we claim can be tested. And the man who will stay focused is a man that realizes that in the march towards the fulfillment of God's promises for their life, there is going to be distraction. They are not living in la-la land. They are not putting their head in the sand and ignoring the realities that are around them. They know that life happens. They know that there is going to be time when there is no money. They know there will be time when people will be fired. They know there will be time when there will be doubt. They know there will be time when the promise of the Almighty God will be delayed. And the man who realizes that, who comes to an understanding of that, who accepts that particular reality, that is the man that stays focused. Because he's not surprised when those things happen. Who is the man that will stay focused? The man that will stay focused is the man that understands that focus determines your blessings. Can you imagine somebody who's worked for 10 years? And for that 10 years, he has worked for 10 different companies. Do you think that person will ever be given a position of management? No. Because they cannot trust your stability. You're moving from one point to the other, moving from one point to the other. It's just like when you try to plant something, you put the ground, you put the, the, the seed in the ground, and tomorrow morning you dig it up, you put it up again, oh, it's still there, you put it back, you close it, and that seed will never grow. It's the same thing. People who will remain focused, the man who will stay focused in the time of seasoning is the man that understands that the level of your focus is the level of your blessings. How determined, how focused you are, how uh, how how steadfast you are in the pursuit of that which God has promised you, that is what will determine the blessings that you will receive. Number whatever we are right now. Determine, you know, focus. Who are we? The man who will stay focused is the man that is determined to use distraction for his own strengths. In other words, the voices will come. You can't stop them. You can't stop somebody. You know, I was, we're listening to something this morning when we were coming to church and the man says that, you, you know, you cannot determine who, you know, you, you cannot, you can love somebody, but you cannot determine who will love you back. Okay. The point, you know, the point I'm trying to make using that reference was that the idea is that you can, you know, that you cannot stop the birds of prey from flying over your head. The only thing you can do is you can stop them from building a nest over your head so that they do not begin to reside there. The, the distraction will come. Voice of discouragement will come. Somebody is going to run their mouth and diminish your faith or diminish your work with the Almighty God. You cannot stop that. What you can do 
is to take that particular challenge, is to take that discouragement, is to take that insightful word, is to take that demeaning word and say, Lord, here is the word that they are speaking concerning your promise for my life. Here are the things that they are saying. They are challenging the validity of the word of God. They are challenging your faithfulness. They are challenging your word. They are challenging your promises. Father, bring it to pass. You take it as a challenge and you take it back to the almighty God and say, Lord, if you are the one that promised me, make these people eat their word. The man who will stay focused is the one that is determined to take distraction and use it to strengthen their resolve. And say, because they thought that I'm going to go back, but I'm taking it to the Lord because I know that my God lives. It is that particular person that can stay focused. The man that will stay focused is the man that is permitted, that is determined to remain true to his faith, regardless of what is going on. Because if you give up at any time when there is an obstacle, you are not going anywhere. If all you do, if something happens to you, you begin to question, why God me? Eh? Why is all this happening? If that is what you do, you are not going anywhere. You are not going anywhere. If at any point in time you are already packing your bag, you are leaving the marriage because you have a conflict, because you had an argument, you are never going to have a stable marriage. If as a student, all you are doing no, every time you fail a test, you are crying and things and all you, you are never going to be able to make progress. What a man does is that you remain true to the faith, you remain safer, you stand in there, you continue to you know, you continue to talk it out and say, Lord, I will not give up, I will not let you go unless you bless me. That is the person that stays focused. The question then is, how then do you stay focused in the midst of all the confusion that is going on in the world? How do you stay focused when the promise is delayed? How do you stay focused when the promise is not answered? How do you stay focused when you are hearing the voice of opposition? How do you stay focused when people are ridiculing your faith or ridiculing your power or ridiculing your position and telling you that you are are a fool? How do you stay focused in all this thing? Number one, you stay focused when you order your priorities. You put first things first. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And all these other things shall be added unto you. When you stay focused on the Almighty God, when you put God first, it is easy to remain focused. Number two, when you have a score, what I call a disciplined character. In other words, you delay the gratification. Things are not going to go the way you expect it. But when you have a disciplined character, when you say to yourself that I will not let this one go, I will not allow myself to be dragged down, I will not give in to this particular pressure. When you have a disciplined character, you will be able to stay focused. You are only you are able to stay focused when you live a life of purity, a life that is not defiled. A life that somebody cannot question. Jesus Christ said that the son of this world came, the, 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 the prince of this world came, and he found nothing in me. In other words, I have not put myself in a compromising position. I have not put myself in a place where somebody can now twist my hand and use my conduct and use my behavior to blackmail me. When you live a purified life, focus becomes very easy because there's nothing to hold you captive. When you stay in the word, when you bait yourself in the word, when you let the spirit, the word of God dwell in you richly, when you wake up with the word of God and you saturate your spirit with the word of God, you'll find out that when the opportunity comes for you to be distracted, the word of God that is already inside of you will not begin to hold you up. The man that will stay focused must be a man that is soaked in the word of God. And finally, the man that will stay focused is the man that partners with the Holy Spirit. Because you cannot do it alone. 
The Bible says by the arm of the flesh shall no man be able to prevail. Because no matter how much you try, you are still a human. No matter how much you try, your flesh, if they cut you, blood will still come out. No matter how much you try, there is a time when you are going to be discouraged. No matter how much you try, this physical body will be tired. No matter how hard you try, your ears will hear the things that you are not like, that you not like. And at one point in time, they will get into your spirit. But when you partner with the spirit of the Almighty God, when the Holy Spirit ministers directly unto you, even when all those things are happening, even when there is discouragement, even when people are saying crazy things about you, even when the situation doesn't look good, the spirit of the Almighty God has a way of letting you know that yes, I am still with you. He said, I will never I will never leave you nor forsake you. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.